Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Georgia Close. Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is here to serve you and to stand alongside you in your journey to becoming your best self. Through speaking with industry experts, authors, and amazing individuals throughout the world, we have a message to share, and so do they. We're bringing you empowerment, inspiration, and strategies that you can instantly implement. Our focus is on the whole person, and research shows that the happiest people in the world The most fulfilled countries in the world are the ones that make time to nurture and build their relationships, money, self-worth, career, love life, and health. When we feel great within us as a whole person, then and only then can we create positive change around us. Today, it is my pleasure to have Christine with us on the show. And I'm so excited for everything you're going to hear from her, everything I'm going to hear from her. And we're going to be talking about, um, gosh, this touches so many of the categories that Rise Up For You stands for, Uh, but we're going to be talking about our spirit and how that affects us physically and our health and um, how it also, of course, then affects our relationships. I'm sure it all trickles down. But uh, let's start off, Christine, by just having you introduce yourself to the audience. That's one way we love to honor our guests is just by letting you say in your own words a little bit about you and what you do. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm Christine Lang, and I'm a medical intuitive. People also refer to me as the body whisperer. And I always say 25 years ago, I would not have even known what a medical intuitive (laughs) is. Um, And so that's always followed by the question, well, what is that? And I think every medical intuitive works a little differently. But for me, I see the energy in a person's body and I hear a person's spirit and their spirit starts telling me how their body and their life got to be the way it is right now. So it's, you know, I see that snapshot of what's happening right now. And then I hear the person's spirit narrating and saying, well, she's got those back issues because she's still supporting her brother, even though he's 39 and she's got, you know, and so there's all this running commentary wow. going. Um, and so my job in a, in a session with the client is to help them understand how their physical symptoms are actually giving them messages of where they're out of balance in their life. And it's, it's like the greatest job I could imagine having. Wow. Oh my goodness. And how long have you been doing this? I've been doing almost 20 years. Um, I, I was in law school in Southern California and in my second year of law school developed horrible allergies. And when I graduated from law school, it was before the days of the meds they have now that, that are antihistamines that don't make you drowsy. So my options back then were take a Benadryl and drink Diet Coke all day to stay awake in my law school classes. <laughs> great option. Or walk around the box of tissues. Also a great option. So when I got out of law school, I was just like, no way. There's got to be something better. And I embarked on this, you know, voracious study of alternative medicine. It was called alternative medicine back then, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I made this connection between my stress and my allergies. More stress, more allergies. So 
I tried to meditate. I was terrible at it. So I started doing yoga and Tai Chi and different things to just try to slow myself down and eventually was taught how to do Reiki or energy healing. And, and I would say to my girlfriends, Hey, if you want an energy treatment, let me come home, take off my lawyer suit and just sit and meditate just to change channels in my brain. And then I'll give you an energy treatment. And when I would meditate, I would just know things about them that I, I shouldn't know. I had no way of knowing. And that she had gotten that backache because she had a fight with her husband the night before about buying a new car, you know, and, and I would share it with my friends while I was giving them energy and they'd say, yes, that's accurate. You know, how do you know this? Who's telling you this? Hmm. And after the third time it happened, I said, I don't know who I'm talking to. And they said, well, go ask. So I went back upstairs and sat on my meditation chair and said, who am I talking to? And my spirit said, welcome home. And tears were rolling down my face. And she said, this is who you came here to be. Get ready. And wow, I just started sitting in meditation for three or four hours a day. And she would say, you know, this is, this is what somebody feels like when they've got high blood pressure. And this is, this is what the kidneys look like when they're, when they're dehydrated. And she just started showing me stuff I was going to start picking up. And the, my friends got better and told their friends. And, and pretty soon I had a practice. And I stopped practicing law. And I've been doing this for now like 19 years. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What an incredible gift. My goodness. So, and this is you in those early experiences that you were just describing when, you know, your friends would say, go ask, who are you talking to? <laughs> is it, you know, it, so when you go up by yourself, you're sitting on your meditation chair and you're asking, who am I talking to? It's your spirit talking back to you. Yes. Your spirit is your, your soul, your higher self, your inner being, your, your, you know, true and knowing and and people ask me like well what does it sound like and I always say you know when when you hear your own voice in your head you, you're about to walk outside and then you hear you know car keys you know in your head mm-hmm. but that voice doesn't sound exactly like your voice and the way you know that is because when you hear your voice on a recording you go oh god that's not what I sound like it's not how I sound <laughs> in my head because how you sound in your head is your spirit right <laughs> so that's more what your spirit sounds like so it's a softer um more melodious version of you. And that doesn't mean every time there's a voice in your head, it's your spirit, but that, that kind of soft floating in kind of voice that has a gentleness to it, that's, that's your spirit. And so when I hear someone's spirit, it, it sounds a little bit like them, but a softer version without the rough edges. And that's, that's how your own spirit will sound to you when you're sitting in meditation or you're in the shower or you're driving. When people say, oh, that's when I get those ideas and they just, they float in. That's your spirit. Oh, how refreshing. Because we all, I know we all have that exact situation where you're just describing where you're getting ready to go out the door and you you hear car keys. Right. <laughs> oh, it's, that's right. You know, something triggered in my mind, but it goes right. so much deeper than that. And right. that's so exciting to know for all of us, you know, who maybe aren't in touch that way. It's, hey, there's a lot more here and how fun to right. be to you know, go deeper and, and figure these things out, especially when there's an issue, which is a lot of what you deal with, with your clients, but yes, yes. No kidding. Well, how, maybe you just described this to me, but was there a moment, I mean, going from lawyer to something like this is, uh, is very (laughs) different. (laughs) It's quite the jump. Yes. I've done many of those jumps in my earlier life and (laughs) But how, what was your real moment when you just said, oh my goodness, 
Okay. So I've been through law school. We all know that's long. We all know that's expensive. We all know that's incredibly difficult and quite the sacrifice. At what point did you just go, I'm putting this away and I'm going this other direction, which is what I'm created to do? I, I think I had four or five people that I didn't know come to see me as a last resort because of course they said, you know, we were recommended friend of a friend. We don't even know what you do. I said, I don't even know what I do, right? There's not a name for it yet. Um, and, and they got better. And a, a gentleman came and he was hoping to avoid knee surgery. And he came to see me two times and I got the message that what, what that knee pain was really about. And as he shifted, we put healing energy in, it healed. He never had the knee surgery. Like he walked out of there a different person. And I was like, this is too powerful to ignore. And I sat down in meditation that night and my spirit said, you can be a lawyer, but just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. And, and you can be a good lawyer. I don't know that it's what will bring you joy. And I recognize that I, I was a very aggressive lawyer and I was very skillful. I didn't lose a negotiation because I was a real hard ass. And, <laughs> and, and that, that relentlessness, you know, so it made me a good lawyer, but it didn't make me a very happy person. And I realized I was working with negative energy and that doing this was all about positive energy. And that's, that's the side I wanted to be on. Right. And that's, that's where the feel good was going to come. And that's where the deeper meaning was going to be in my life. And yeah, I was still paying off law school loans. I'd only been practicing law for a few years. <laughs> so everybody thought I was crazy, but it, you know, the universe does take care of you that, you know, the, the second year I started my practice, I made the same amount of money I made my last year as a lawyer. Wow, no kidding. And I think that's just the universe just validating. And not that it always validates through money, but was just saying like, yes, this is what we were asking of you. Gosh. What has been the most exciting moment for you or case even uh, in your career doing this? Um, there's a case that I write about in my book, um, where a lawyer actually came to me very skeptical, (laughs) but she had, um, she'd been in a car accident years earlier and had had the appearance of a stroke, um, was stuttering, was unable to speak and, um, had to go through lots of rehab to get movements back in her, in her right side. And, um, and then had heard a loud noise is all she can figure, it was like a near car accident kind of thing and heard a screeching noise and all the, everything came back. And it's as if she'd never gone through physical therapy years earlier. And she'd been working as a lawyer. It just made no sense why these symptoms all came back. And she'd had, you know, MRIs and the CAT scans and all stuff. And they're like, we don't know. This doesn't make any sense. So as a last resort, she came to me and, and when she sat down, her spirit said it, when she had the initial car accident, her brain had to form kind of an alternative pathway, like a workaround while the brain was healing. And that secondary pathway is still there. And when it heard the noise, it was the same pitch and frequency of metal hitting metal during the car accident. And so the brain just switched over to that auxiliary route. And, and it's time to use energy to just shut that route down. So it's not available anymore. And I was like, Oh, come on brain surgery. Really? That's what you want me to do with energy. I mean, I was so skeptical. She was skeptical. I'm like, well, let's try it later down on the, on the massage table, put energy in. And while she was lying there, the stutter went away, the hand tremor stopped and she like walked out of the treatment room. And 
that was probably the most like surprising case because it was early on in my career. I think the universe was sending me those things to like prove to me, no, this is real. You really are doing this. This is a real ability. Um, so, and, and it changed the trajectory of her life. She went on in, in future years to stop practicing law and opened a cancer retreat center in the mountains, just completely, it started, just was a pivot moment for her. Um, mm. so. My goodness. That is that is pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have a list a mile long of people yeah. who just continue to write back and say what's happened and you know follow yeah, up with well, you. Yeah, don't write back because they don't leave. It's funny. I you know I always say <laughs> sure people come to me originally for medical stuff. Almost always they're referred by their doctor, their their physical therapist, their acupuncturist, but they stay for the 17, 18 years because once they know I can be the translator for their spirit, they come in and ask for help with relationships because what shows up in your physical body is the dysfunction in your relationship, either your relationship with yourself or your relationship with your kids, your parents, your significant other and getting your, your spirit is like your best therapist, right? She's been there since day one. So having your, your spirit say, well, I know you think you're fighting with your husband about X, Y, Z, but what you're really doing is referring back to how your dad used to talk to you when you're eight and nine. And that's the stuff you're trying to work out on your husband. And that's why it's not making sense. So it's, it's like the fastest therapy there is, right. To just get right drilled down to the center of the issue. And so I, it, it, it just kind of makes me smile that I, mm. I, I just keep buying, buying more filing cabinets for, for client intake sheets because they don't need <laughs> But, but what I really love, I always say, I want to put myself out of business because I want to teach people how to hear their spirit yeah. themselves. And I teach classes and a lot of my workshops in the advanced classes, people are hearing their spirit. And it's, it's so great to know I'm not that fluke. Like this is duplicatable. And I always say, if, if this is basketball, I might be, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, and playing, but I can get everybody out on the court, improve your shot, get you playing and have a good game. And people are hearing their spirit and, say, and coming to me and saying, okay, my spirit showed me a picture of a papaya and I don't understand. I was like, oh, there's mm. a digestive enzyme that's in papaya. That's not anything else. That means you need digestive enzymes or to eat a papaya. And so I can help people figure out what the message is. But once they start getting those messages, it opens up a whole new world because you can, you can start having conversations with your own spirit wow. and get that guidance for yourself. Yeah. Oh, that is so exciting to hear. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's go there. How how do uh, how do you hear your spirit? Okay, so the, so the first thing that answer that nobody wants to hear is meditation because everybody goes, oh, the big ground. But, <laughs> that <laughs> but, takes time. Yeah, that that's takes boring. time, and that's so hard. And 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 so I always say, boil it down to 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 not just like, oh, I've got to go, you know, sitting on mountaintop in Tibet. You can just get quiet and just feel what's happening in your body. That's that first step. Like, where's the tension in my body right now? And then you breathe into that spot and say, what are you trying to tell me? And it's amazing how often people be like, oh my God, I was breathing into that tight shoulder and I like actually heard a sentence and it was so accurate. And people just assume only I can do this or, you know, only certain people can do it. But you, if you really get still and quiet and open up, your body will start talking to you. Your spirit will start talking to you. Um, there are guided meditations on my website that'll help you. you. Just listen to one of those for 12 minutes and it'll walk you through. So you don't have to go take some laborious, you know, long course in meditation to start getting the benefits from it. Wow. How, I mean, walk us through a session. I mean, what, what is it like when a first time client comes to you and 
yeah, how, do, how does this session go? Do you meditate with them? Do you? So I don't meditate with them because now it happens so fast that while the person is talking, usually their spirit starts talking too and like going, no, that's not what happened. Here's what happened. So it's like, oh, <laughs> it's to little, you? Yes. Oh, wow. So, I love that. So if you, if you came in and you said, you know, I'm having stomach issues. Then, you know, as you start describing that, it like opens up a cone of energy in that part of your body. And I start seeing information and hearing information. And then I might say, okay, pause for just a minute. I close my eyes and then I connect, raise my energy up and connect to your spirit. And she'll say, well, yeah, she's having trouble digesting this part of her life. And then she'll give me some of those details. And then I'll go back and say, okay, this is what your spirit said. It's like, I'm being the translator and she's speaking French sitting next to you. And I'm just translating. And then we get this kind of three-way conversation going. And, and some people argue with their spirits. That's not true. I'm not afraid of that. <laughs> so we, that's fine. I'll be your lawyer. I'll go advocate with your spirit. So, so we have this conversation until people have their big aha moment. And I always say like, I don't want the session to be over until people go, oh. And when you can really feel that it's such... When you plug into your truth, your deeper truth, it's a release. Yeah. And, and, and you know when it resonates and you know when it's there. And then we go on to the next topic. And sometimes we cover five things in one session. And sometimes we are just drilling down on one, one ache or pain or anxiety or frustration. And, and you know, that's, that's a more typical first session. And then later sessions might, you know, I have corporate CEOs who say, okay, I've got this big presentation tomorrow. And, her spirit will come in and say, okay, the guy's second from the left. That's the guy you need to impress. And here's the phrase he's waiting to hear. Right. So great. Who doesn't want those inside tips? Wow. (laughs) No kidding. And that's, that's a message that's coming to you, not necessarily your client right away. Well, yeah, I'm hearing that my, the client's spirit say that. And then I just relay it to the client and she'll say, well, ask, ask about the such and such assistant. And, and sometimes I'll say, they won't tell me about that person. They want to tell you about somebody else. So I can't always get the exact answer they want. Sometimes it's whatever that, you know, the spirit thinks is important to know, but, but, um, but usually, yeah, that, you know, they're, the person's spirit is so excited to be doing this that they're usually very cooperative. Wow. So my second question then is, um, once somebody learns how to hear their own spirit, mm-hmm. um, obviously you've been practicing and doing this for a long time and you can get very specific. Like when you mentioned the papaya, I'm just going, right. gosh, I wish I could hear very specific like that. But, and I'm sure that takes time or, you know, you have a gift and everyone's kind of predisposed to different gifts. Sure, but, sure. How do we how do we go about trying to communicate back and actually solve, say, a physical issue, for example? So I would say um, first, we, the first thing is to kind of shift our frame of reference. And I think in our culture, we are raised to see our body like a bio machine, and it's going to break down as it gets older, and parts are going to fall off or droop down, or you know, be a problem, and then you're going to need surgery or drugs. And it's, it's kind of becomes you at war with your body. And if we can flip that around and what I've really come to understand is that your, your body is, is like a giant, you know, message board and your spirit is leaving you messages there all the time. And we call them symptoms and your spirit calls them messages. And once you start being in partnership with your spirit and learning that the messages get, the symptoms get more and more subtle. You don't have to get hit on the head with a brick to get your attention. So what used to be a raging migraine, now if somebody gets like a little twinge on their eyebrow, they're like, oh, yep, that's I'm doing it again. You're right. So you're in a partnership where your spirit's helping you see how you self-sabotage, how you have limiting beliefs, you know, how you throw yourself down the well. And 
she doesn't want to give you harsher symptoms. It's just that if, you know, how our spirits communicate with us initially is always through emotion, through feelings. Feelings are the language of the soul. And so how many times have we said, yeah, yeah, you know what? I knew that one, right? And I did it anyway. Or I knew I wasn't going to like that restaurant. And we went and I got myself get talked into it. And, and we, you know, we get these emotions and then we suppress them. And so when your spirit is trying to get your attention through emotions and it just doesn't work, then you will start to get symptomatic. So if you're in a bad job situation, you're in a bad relationship, you're in a bad friendship, you're, you know, any of those kind of things, when you get symptomatic, think back to that heaviness feeling that was there for days or weeks beforehand, and you'll be able to start tracking that. And then you can start kind of backing it up so that you start paying more attention to those initial communications. And when you miss them and you get symptomatic, you're not seeing it as like, oh, my stupid body that won't cooperate and it won't do what I want. Instead, it's, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Because I'm, I'm being dense here. I'm, I'm missing the message. Mm. Help me out. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so I have to ask you this question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> being, being like you are, um, being able to hear very clearly and communicate back, mm-hmm. have there been times where you just know that your body, your spirit is telling you one thing and you're just like, I don't want to go there. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> do not. <laughs> yes. I'm resisting. No, <laughs> no. Absolutely. Absolutely. This afternoon, I was like beating myself up about something. So my stomach started like churning and, and my girlfriend, who's also an intuitive, she says, uh, I think you're supposed to like sit down and feel into that. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to. So I'm taking the dog for a walk and then I'm running some errands. And she's like, okay, right? So I'm just like, I'm just, you know, smacking my own head on the wall. So after about 10 minutes, I was like, okay, let me settle down. Here what my spirit's trying to tell me. But yeah, I mean, we, we all have that tantruming inner child, right? Myself included. Yeah. <laughs> That's comforting, Christine. <laughs> Not that I have those issues. <laughs> Wow. Well, how, so how does somebody know, I'm sure, I don't, you know, people deal with stress and physical symptoms and all kinds of things in different ways, but Mm -hmm. how, when would you say it's time for somebody to go seek out help in this way? I would say whenever you feel uncomfortable being you, right? Whether that's with mentally, emotionally, with anxiety or, or angst or physical symptoms or, just get that feeling of not even being comfortable in your own skin, in your own life. And everybody's threshold is different with that. And, and so I, you know, I always say, do it when it feels like the next natural step. I get contacted from people who said, you know, I heard you speak two years ago and I finally feel like now's the right time. Great. You know, you can't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I ask when people, um, email me and ask to be a client, I always ask them to send me a photo of themselves and a couple sentences about their symptoms or if they just want guidance. And I always connect with their spirit beforehand and make sure their spirit thinks it's a good idea. She's going to give us answers. So I don't ever want anybody to waste their time or money. So I pre-screen in that way. And sometimes I'll say, you know what, your spirit's saying you get more relief from acupuncture. Great. Then I'm going to send you on your way. Wow. That's great. (laughs) Gosh, yeah. So do you then have a list of, you know, doctors, chiropractors, acupuncturists that you refer out to constantly for, you know, while you're seeing a client even? I have a, I have a few people in in the East Coast and then a few people out in California, yes, that I that I refer people to. 
But I also, you know, unfortunately, we're still in the days of like, you know, everybody has to go who they who their insurance will cover and all that sort of thing. So so a lot of times people will say here are three, you know, massage therapists that I can use that or here are three physical therapists that are covered by my insurance. And I'll say, oh, your spirit's saying the second one is going to be the best. Right. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we, we kind of choose practitioners for them together. Yeah. And you know, sometimes the best ones just don't take insurance. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I found. (laughs) I know. Sad, but true. Well, did you ever have, I mean, have you ever had any cases that didn't go very well that, you know, like you were saying, you kind of pre-screen people, but they, client gets into your space, your office, and it's just like a hard, fast, no, I'm not talking. There's I, no I haven't had that. I had a client who came for a physical ailment, which we cured or healed. And, and then on her third session, she came in and she said, well, now I want to work on a deeper issue, which is I really want help getting pregnant. And her spirit said, no. I was like, oh dear. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Bear of news that. there is tough. And I could feel from her spirit that the reason that she or her spirit wasn't going to let her get pregnant is because the marriage wasn't going to last. Well, I'm not telling her that. So, you know, I just said, I just feel like this isn't the right time. I, I, you know, I don't even remember what I said. She was not happy with me, but she kept coming because we were making such good progress on her physical symptoms. And, and then like two months later, she found that her husband was having an affair and they got a divorce oh, and then she wow. had to do it. But, um, yeah, there's, there's things like that that happen. And I have said, don't tell me things that I can't share with the client because it puts me in too hard of a position. Oh, so wow. Most wow. of the time I don't get that, but sometimes you just, you kind of feel it and sense it. You're like, oh, I know what's coming. <laughs> so, Gosh, that must be tough. Yeah. Luckily, it doesn't happen too often. Wow. And how, I mean, for yourself, you, how many clients can you really, can you work with at a time? Do you have a cap where you just say, I yeah. can't take any more I than this? Raising my energy up, you know, it, it's like lifting weights above your head. Like you can only do it for so many hours a day. Mm-hmm. And so I can only see three or four clients a day and, you know, a max of, of, you know, 14 or 15 people a week. And, and so after that, my, you know, I can't raise my energy as high. So then my, my accuracy is going to go down and I won't see anybody then. So, yeah, I, so it's a, it's a limit and there's, you know, it, I book about a month out and I, I will say to the universe, like, that's enough. And I just picture turning, like you're turning off a spigot and turning down the flow and literally nobody will call me for like two or three weeks. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready for a few more. And that's how many show up. But that's that idea of being in partnership with the universe. Like I have one person who had a lot of scarcity. She's like, I want as many clients as I can handle. And now she's booked through July. And she's like, I feel like I have no life. I'm like, okay, you got to do this differently. You got to trust that they'll be there. Finding that pacing. So, you know. I don't have a super long wait list to get in, but I, I just trust it. Just, it really, it, I'm never at a lack for clients. I'm sometimes I'm a little overwhelmed when I speak at large conferences, it feels all overwhelming the next week, but, but in general, there's a really nice flow to it. Oh, wow. Well, okay. So I have one more question for you and then we can move um, onto the power section here. Anything else that you would love to share with the audience, but what is when you're working with somebody and you're, you guys are getting to the part where, you know, you're going to do some healing. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, how does that part go? How have you learned how to do that? Uh, you know, it's probably an unsatisfying answer to your audience, but I'm self-taught meaning my spirit would say, you know, you, you learned how to do Reiki and you became a Reiki master, but now I want to show you how you can 
use this hand to stabilize energy, this hand to bring energy in to kill virus and bacteria. And I work on people with, you know, Lyme and different things. And so, you know, she's just been showing me along the way, different healing guides will sometimes show up. And sometimes it, like somebody's spirit will say, um, her mother who crossed over is one of her guides. She's going to show you something to do that will help move her pelvis. And so she'll have more flexibility. And I'm like, great, bring her in, you know? And so it kind of, it's, it's, tutoring from the other side, if you will. Mm, That's fascinating. Wow. Wow. Well, is there anything else um, before we move on here that you just would love to share with the audience or? Yeah, we're open books. I would say um, if I was just going to give out some tips, I would say, you know, feel like sit into your quiet space, whatever that looks like. It doesn't even have to be formal meditation, Mm. but sit and get quiet at least once a day and, and then feel where you're being guided. And that doesn't have to look like anything elaborate. I always say if you're, if you're considering taking an action, wait till it feels like the next natural step. And we all have times where we've done that and we all have times where we've pushed the rock up the hill, right? Sure, <laughs> so, we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I would also say track your energy. Notice your energy output or what goes out versus what comes back to you in all of your relationships. Now at work, what goes out is, you know, you're going to put out a lot more than you get back in because that's why you get paid. You get, you know, money is congealed energy. So that's how the energy comes back. But in your, in your friendships and your significant relationships, like just notice how much there's an equal flow back and forth. And we are not taught in our culture to pay attention to what we get back, just how good a person we are by what we're putting out. So people get really, really depleted and a lot of illnesses and inflammation come from that. Mm. Interesting. So speaking more to balance there, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. Well said. Wow. That's brilliant. All right. I don't want to end this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to have you back. Hmm. Um, But let's move into the power section here. Uh, What's one book that you, that's made an impact on you and you'd like to share that um, with the audience? Oh, there's, there's so many books, but I, you know, I, I, I would say over the last couple of years, this, this book, I keep going back to, there's two books actually. Can I cheat and give you two? Yes. (laughs) Cheat away. The first is called going to pieces without falling apart. And, (laughs) and it's written, um, by a guy who is a Buddhist psychiatrist or psychologist, I think he's psychiatrist. And, um, he's written a bunch of other books and I just, his work is great. And the second one is a book called ruling your world. And it's, it's by a guy named Sakyong Mipom, which is, but there's a picture of a Buddhist monk on the front. His, his photo is up there, but ruling your world. He's, he's brilliant because he was raised as Tibetan Buddhist, but half the year he lives in the U S and he like runs marathons and he's a businessman. He's a golfer. So he truly has one foot in each world. And he talks about how you have to rule your inner world before you're going to rule your outer world. And I feel like that would be a great book that your audience would really resonate with. And I, it's a really humbling book is all I can say. I just pick it up and read a chapter and it makes me go, oh yeah. And I just reset. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. So. I love that. Well, how about, uh, do you have a quote or a saying that you live by? Um. I would say I have, my favorite quote is argue for your limitations long enough and they are yours. Ooh, do that again. (laughs) Argue for your limitations long enough 
and they are yours. Interesting. Wow. I love that. And that's a quote from, from Richard Bach, who wrote Jonathan Livingston Siegel, and it's from the book Illusions. And then I would say that a, a quote that's of me, that my spirit always says is, things are happening for you, not to you. Hmm. There's some good insight there. Yeah. Things are happening for you, not to you. Everything in the universe is conspiring for your next lesson, for your next piece of growth, for your next bit of healing. Hmm. Okay. Well, how about, you probably have a lot of great things and I'm sure the world would love you to leave a lot more than just one, but (laughs) (laughs) what is, what's your golden nugget? If you uh, were, you know, leaving the world with one message we would all hear, what would that be? I think it would be to trust in the perfection of the universe. And it's in that same phrase of that things are, are happening for you, not to you, because when we can be in partnership with our spirit, with the universe, with God, however you want to frame that, you shift from a victim perspective to an empowered perspective. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. I hear that message coming up more and more in culture and mm-hmm. even, you know, even in our own personal lives. But uh, yeah, taking, taking ownership yeah. And not not letting yourself be the victim, not playing that role. Right. Yeah, thank you for that. You're welcome. Well, how do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? Um, I think, uh, you know, the more people connect to their spirit and are in partnership with their spirit, that supports the work that I want to do in the world. And you can get connected by going to my website, which is Christine Lang, L-A-N-G, dot org, O-R-G. And, and at christinelang.org is, like I said, those little, those gifts of there's, there's some guided meditations. They're all 15 minutes or less. There's little free classes that are also less than 10 minutes each. And there's also a link to the online course that's, that's several hours long that is all different kinds of uh, lectures and guided meditations to help you communicate with your spirit directly if you have an interest in that. And all of that's on the website as well as some classes I teach, lectures I do, that sort of thing is there too. And if you want to reach out to me and ask a question, you can just shoot me an email through there. Oh, great. Okay. All right. Well, last question. Uh Uh, So our organization is called Rise Up For You. What comes to mind when you hear that phrase? I would say what comes to mind for me is practicing being self-honoring. Hmm. When I think in our culture, we were taught to be givers so that we're not viewed as selfish, but there's something in between there, which is, I always say to people, notice if you're being selfish or if you're actually being self-honoring. And to be self-honoring is, is to do what is best for you because you also trust that it's what's best for everyone else you're in relationship with. Hmm. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so, so much for giving us your time and for sharing your gift. It's, uh, there's so much more there. So I hope all of us have a chance to get in touch with you and, um, and start to learn some of what you've spent all this time learning yourself and teaching. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun. It was a good conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, have a wonderful evening and we'll look forward to hearing from you soon. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow. Tomorrow.